Welcome to the For the Win Podcast with your host, Himmel Javeri. Hi, guys. With Stephen Ruiz. Hi, guys. And Evan Thorpe. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to the For the Win Podcast. that's been making the rounds over the internet the Colin Kaepernick Nike ad that dropped on Monday I hate using dropped but was released on Monday what do you hate more using drop or brunch oh uh brunch easily easily anti-bruncher from from the very beginning (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the Colin Kaepernick ad well let's go around the table I want to get your thoughts on it Evan what did you think about the Nike ad um from the perspective of a black male sitting here. <laughs> um, I didn't mind it, but my thing is, like, I hate the fact that it's being used to basically promote their product to get more people to buy it. And I think it kind of, like, watered down his protests, and now, like, his work is being used as just an ad. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if Nike really wanted to, like, promote him, they would have been like, uh, all profits or like a portion of the profits will go to the Colin Kaepernick uh, Foundation or something. Well, they are going to be donating some money, but there were no details about that. They just said that some money will be donated to the Know Your Rights Foundation. That, yeah, that's not shady at all. Yeah, yeah, just just you know one quick check to make sure he's happy. But you know, you see, like since then he's uh, what is he narrating the commercial, mm-hmm. and they're going to use that commercial on tonight's broadcast. Well. Thursday's uh, broadcast, so it's just, I like it, but I don't like it because Mm -hmm. it's not being used for, like, its best purpose. Mm -hmm. Steven, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with all that, and that was Hemmel's point, too, that they're kind of turning his protest into a money-making thing. But while I think that's that's not right, I don't have a problem with it because he's still making money, and we've seen Colin Kaepernick uses his money to yeah. aid that charity. Yeah. I I have a lot of... I think that it's going to be hard for me to kind of sum up what I think because the column that I wrote was basically about how this is how capitalism works in really nefarious ways, right? Because it makes you think that just by buying a pair of shoes, you might also be supporting Colin Kaepernick's protest, right? Like, a lot of people were like, oh, I can't wait to buy Nikes now because, you know, because they're on the side of, of justice and progress and stuff like that. Which is fine, but it's not the end goal. Yeah, right? like when uh, when Kaepernick first started, what was it like a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars for mm-hmm. something? Like I, I donated to his charity because I was like, mm-hmm. I know where this money is going. Right. Where with Nike, we don't know how much he's getting. We don't know what they're using for. Like this is just for Nike's Nike's product to grow. Like they just yeah. want to continue to make money. So it's like you know what. Everything right now is controversial. Let's get the guy who's sparked all of this and make him a face of our new product. Well, there's a study out, like a Nielsen study, that said that consumers want to buy brands that align with their social values. So Nike doesn't make this move without knowing that full well, right? So consumers are now trending to drift towards wanting to put their money to places that um, they think are doing good stuff, right? That's what Dove is doing with their like real beauty campaign. They want women to buy into like female empowerment. So they want to say, oh, Dove, you know, isn't doing the same kind of stuff that other companies are doing. So that's where my money will go. So they realize that 
aligning themselves with these social causes is good for business. Like, even though the initial backlash with like schools saying that they're going to drop Nike as a uniform supplier or like people burning their shoes, like all of that is short term. But here's the thing. Nobody's burning Jordans. I've yet to see a pair of Jordans burn, uh, LeBron's burn. Like, all of the Nikes that are being burned are the ones you can find at Ross, at uh, Macy's, not Macy's, Marshall's, TJ Maxx, the outlets. Like, I, I, I live by an outlet, and I'm going there tomorrow to see how many, like, grass-cutting shoes are still available. That's what they are. They're grass-cutting They're, grass Yes. Like, nobody's really burning up. A hundred dollar pair of shoes. Let me tell you something. I need to buy a pair of shoes for a vacation that I'm going to go on, and I'm so self conscious now because I didn't know there was such a thing as grass cutting shoes. Let <laughs> me tell you. All right, this is no like this. The, I'm not sponsored by them. Adidas. Make the most comfortable shoes for traveling. Get you a pair of NMDs. Go a half size down. The thing about them is they're light, <laughs> and you can fold. Like you don't have to worry about creases. Like a lot of Nike shoes, you have to worry about creases. They do have fly knit technology, but it's really strict. And I, I'm a shoe head. I know my but, shoes. But you know, now you got to worry about like the shoe company's message. Like, yeah, Kanye. Well, I mean, Kanye is signed to Adidas. But also, slavery is a choice, Kanye. But but Pharrell is too. And Pharrell just put out a line for like African heritage. So you know, you got more. So they good. cancel out. So they well, cancel out. <laughs> so that's what the same thing. So Nike also makes the uniforms for the NFL, right? And yeah. they're. So they're kind of having it both ways. Like, they're keeping the NFL's money. They're not giving that away by any means, but they're also actively promoting Colin I mean, Kaepernick. The uh, uh, only thing I can see is, like, the NFL drop Nike and, like, sign with L.L. Bean and be like, you know what, we're wearing bean <laughs> boots with our uniforms now. Bean like, boots. You don't know what a bean boot is? I don't, I don't know what a bean boot is. Yeah, You're what? the only one in this room that knows what a bean I'm boot is. I'm telling you, I, I went to Christopher Newport University. Every other student had bean boots during the winter. Males, females, dogs, it didn't matter. You seen bean boots? There were student dogs at your school? <laughs> yes. You know how, like, people have, like, the service dogs? Yeah. Like, literally, they graduate, too. Oh, my gosh. That's a step above. Um, so, one good thing, the Colin Kaepernick um, ad, the, the commercial that Nike did, right, where he's doing the voiceover, and it's got Serena Williams, and it's got LeBron, and the message is... Uh, maybe your dreams just aren't crazy enough. I read a really good article in the New Yorker that I thought broke down the issue really well, which was that Nike is not just selling, like is not just commodifying political protest for profit, but what they were selling is really that inspiration, right? It's really about the inspiration of one person against the rest of the system. Like they're selling that resistance. Um, I think Chris Long also like when he had the statement he made was basically like, you know, a kid like, if a kid was basically looked at like a Kaepernick, like people don't like him, like they can still do something impactful or positive, even mm-hmm. though people don't agree with you. Yeah. But I don't think the Kaepernick ad like aligns with the rest of the people that are involved in this campaign, like Serena Williams, uh, Shaquille Griffin, the one handed linebacker that plays for the Seahawks. Those are people that overcame odds. Kaepernick's not overcoming odds. He's fighting a problem in the country. Right. It's political protest, right? Political protest is very different from the messages that Nike otherwise usually sends, like messages of empowerment and inspiration and concepts like determination, right? Very easy to, like, very benign concepts that people can easily get behind. I mean, and, if you look at Kaepernick, though, you could say that, like, the NFL tried their best to, like, 
stop him from protesting and like getting these issues out there. And even when they kicked him out the league, like he continued that's true. to make that's like it like it, that's his calling now. Like Colin Kaepernick is all about social justice. Right. And but it's a political protest. Right. And for any change to actually happen, it has to be followed by political action. Right. So the Nike campaign it increases awareness and it inspires people to act in certain ways, right? Like, but does it actually inspire people to take a knee? Does it actually inspire people to support the Black Lives Matter movement? That's the real transcendence. Or does it make people think that just because they buy a pair of Nikes, they're on the side, they're on the right side of history? I mean, I think it's just showing you like who people really are. Cause the people I seen like argue against Nike, I'm like, this is completely different than nailing for the anthem. Like, this is literally just a promotion. Yeah. If you don't like this promotion because this guy's in it, yeah. you're showing who you really are as a person. Steven, were you going to say something? Yeah. Uh, just a, about, like, I, I don't think it's going to lead to any political action. Obviously, a Nike ad's not going to do that. But it could inspire more athletes to start speaking up like Colin Kaepernick yeah. did. Because they're not afraid they're going to lose their sponsorships. Or they might even gain a sponsorship like Kaepernick did. I think it's kind of like the same as the Black Panther movie. Yeah. Like okay. that that didn't make it, Evan shaking his head. Let me explain. <laughs> Marvel. I'm like, I was like, yeah, totally. And I'm like, wait, what I don't know where he's going with it. Are this. we all Just going? wait for it. Wait for it. We're putting our X's up now. <laughs> wait for it. Marvel didn't make that movie to show, to like. Highlight black culture. Yeah, to promote diversity in Hollywood. They made it to make money. Right. But it did it indirectly. And now maybe other movie studios will see that it made money and they'll be more willing to cast. So basically you're telling me they're just about to use black people and be like, that know. is exactly well, what they did. Well, what, so they they made it profitable. And, oh, they made bank off of it. Right. But the way that these things generally work is that if you can show that something can make money, there's a much easier way to get it done. Like. Black Panther, I mean, Crazy Rich Asians was in development well before Black Panther came out and was a success, but it's it's that it's that same principle, right? Which and is it would that, get, it gets more promotion. It might, yeah. yeah. It, it's that same principle, right? Which is that uh, just because what you were saying on Twitter, actually, just because something makes money doesn't automatically just because something is a good business decision doesn't automatically make it. To, uh, superficial, mm-hmm. right? Because Black Panther was still a really good movie. It still accomplished all these things, but it was done the right way, right? They hired yeah, they hired the right uh, director. Who's who's the guy? Uh, Ryan Coogler. Yeah. yeah, and the cast was all black. I mean, <laughs> but it wasn't just a it wasn't just a token nod to like just have a lot of black people in the movie, right? Like it dealt no, they, with they complicated really issues. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, it it, it was kind of like the Malcolm X versus uh, Martin Luther approach, yeah. Where, yeah. like. Yeah. You know, Black Panther was Martin. You know, mm-hmm. he wanted everybody to have. I can't even think of a movie right now. Malcolm X, the movie? What are you talking no, about? No, no, I'm talking about Black Panther. Like, what did uh, Killmonger want? I can't remember right oh, now. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, you mean. Oh, he wanted, like, his people to have, like. Killmonger wanted. I'm Trust me, I'm on Killmonger's side here. He yeah, wanted. So was I. Yeah. He wanted them to have all the technology so that they could start a revolution. Yeah. He was that Malcolm X yeah. while uh, Black Panther was like, no, everybody yep. needs this. And, mm-hmm. You know, I'm always down with the X. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I find myself on Team Killmonger more and more these days. Like, it's not. I definitely am. Can can I? I'm going to. This might be a hot take. I thought Michael B. Jordan's acting was terrible in the movie. You know what? People don't want to say it. Because I love Michael. It was over the top. It was Even the hair was over the top for me. I was just like. Oh, I like the hair, too. I like the hair. I don't know. I just felt like they were, like, 
try to make him like today's Malcolm oh, X. Oh, yeah, they definitely were. It was uh, like, what would Malcolm X look like today? That's well, what X-Men is supposed to be. X-Men's supposed to be. Yeah, Magneto and uh, Professor but X. But it's just with old white guys. Based off of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Is yeah. that is that? Well, yeah, Magneto is Malcolm X and. And he wants all the, the mutants to have. Yeah, like, he wants all the mutants to have the powers yeah, and take over. Yeah. Professor X is like, no. We just want acceptance. We want to be with everybody. I mean, you didn't he, know that? I didn't know that at all. I but told I, my uncle this like two weeks ago. He was like, boy, I've been reading them all my life and I never noticed that. I never. Was that an intentional thing or yes, is it just the way that. Yeah. Because they're like, because they're close friends, but, you know, they have yeah. two completely different views. X-Men was made as like an analogy for the civil rights movement. I know. I thought X-Men was actually made as kind of an analogy for homosexuality. No, it's. They probably like it, they, they might have conflated the two. They might but. have conflated the two, uh, but it makes a lot more sense in terms of I never put that together. But now I think you can start applying that um, that binary to like so many other places. Yeah, I mean now like you can use that for whatever. Like, yeah, Kaepernick could be looked at as uh, Magneto, and so basically Marvel gentrified racial tension in the black community. <laughs> they really did, actually. <laughs> Let's do this, but a white version of it. <laughs> yeah, they literally were like, how can we get white people to watch this? Make them white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they won't understand it unless they look at it as themselves. Well, if you're thinking about it in terms of, of comic books, and even when the movies were made, when were the movies made? Early 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people would have thought you were crazy if you tried to put two black people in the lead role like that. That, I mean, movie only, would, that movie would never get if made. If Marvel was making Black Panther in the early 2000s, it would have been White Panther. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> I, you know, that was the casting. I know we're way off topic now, but just no, bear with me they, for a second. You know, they, they, wouldn't have, they would have picked Terrence Howard and, because he's like. <laughs> Wait, let me finish my point. My point was. Black Panther, mine. <laughs> <laughs> my point was that uh, um, Mark Ruffalo was the only casting that I was super unsure about, but he turned out to be the best Hulk. He was like, it's five of them. It's five different Hulks. Eventually, you're going to get one right. <laughs> That's true. There's like Ed Norton. Yeah, like the very first one was terrible. Eric Bana. Um, well, all right. So so back to kind of Kaepernick um, and these like themes of uh, political resistance. Uh, Nike's committed to more stuff with him right more apparel the advertising it isn't just a one-off ad i read somewhere where they said like he wasn't getting his own line and shoes like somebody once because that was initially reported yeah Yeah. but now they're saying no so is he just gonna get a t-shirt i mean he's getting apparel sales and he's getting apparel i know that they'll put his message on like shirts and stuff and the thing is that Nike just makes so much stuff you can't avoid it they're they saturated the marketplace with nike and on other brands under the Nike umbrella that... I mean, you think about it, like, Converse is under Nike. Yeah. Jordan is his own brand under Nike. Um, I can't think of what else Nike has. Like, if you go to their website, you'll be confused how many other properties it, they There have. were people, like, responding to the ad saying, oh, I'm just going to wear Converse now, and people yes. are responding. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, Nike owns Converse, so... <laughs> Yeah, there, it's, a con- it's a conglomerate, and it's really hard to disassociate anything you buy to to kind of affect them, which they know, which is why, you know, and, and in a weird way, I mean, I'm not rethinking the column that I wrote, but I think that Nike did all the math. They knew all this and they understood that they could come down on this side of the issue, that they could support this side of the issue and it wouldn't really hurt them at all. So so they decided to do it knowing full well that 
this guy can use our help. Like they wanted to spend their privilege, right? Like we mm-hmm. have all this privilege, we have all this voice, and we're going to spend it on Kaepernick. But it's weird though because if you look at Nike and some of the faces behind Nike, you have Jordan. Mm-hmm. Jordan came out a long time ago, said conservatives buy sneakers too. Republicans. Republicans. Buy. Republicans. You got Tiger Woods, yeah. who you know he just stays away. He from stays them. away from it. But now you have LeBron James, and he's been so outspoken this past couple of years. You signed Colin Kaepernick. Like, they're changing who, you know, they want to lead as the face of Nike. Even at the beginning of LeBron James' career, he was asked about these issues, and he stayed out of it. Yeah. He took the Jordan route, but rec- only recently he started to. I would say it started in Miami, though, after the Trayvon Martin. Yeah, it was right after the Trayvon Martin thing. Don't you think that – I don't want to say it's good for your brand, but I find that – I can't think of an athlete who, having come out on the progressive side of a social issue, that it's been bad for them. I feel like every athlete that's decided to come out and has made a statement, Chris Longa. Um, but who is like, does he have like a major shoe deal? It's not about a shoe deal, though. Okay. It's just about raising your profile mm-hmm. outside of maybe the sport, right? I, even working in sports, Chris Long is not uh, somebody that I was super in tune with, right? I was like, yeah, Chris Long, cool. But he wins a Super Bowl, and before he wins a Super Bowl, he's out there being politically active on Twitter, and he just raised his profile outside of sports. And I'm then, trying like, to think of an act- athlete. I, I interviewed Chris Long a month ago, oh. and he was sponsoring Applebee's that wouldn't have happened if we didn't know who he was if you didn't know like the someone that's not a football fan didn't know who he was he wouldn't be a spokesperson and and his stuff started after the Charlottesville stuff because he's from there so like when he donated what was it at first like eight games worth of paychecks Mm -hmm. it was then a full year so like he really was one of the first guys I feel like it's really good for an athlete's brand even to come out I mean I mean you're gonna have I can't think of anyone no matter what but I can't think of anyone who has been like, yes, I support Colin Kaepernick or yes, I support Black Lives Matter and it's backfired on them. I but that like, hasn't always been the case. There has been. Yeah. There, like, uh, obviously, Muhammad Ali went to jail. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jackson, I forget what he changed his name to. Muhammad. Uh, he he got banned from the NBA for not. Sharif Abdul Rahim. Is that he, who you're talking it was, about? I don't think that was his name, but he got banned from the NBA for. Doing basically what Kaepernick did, he yeah. Stand for the anthem. Uh, it's some I, I might I might have the wrong name, but I know you're talking about. But um, like now though, like I can't think. Of, like you said, nobody is 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 yet to backfire on anybody. I mean, Cap kind of backfired at first, but he's like recovered from it because people saw how the NFL like basically blackballed him and well, he turned out. he made himself into he made himself into a civil rights hero. Yeah, I think he's, because he. Like, once he got kicked out, he didn't stop. If he was yes. to stop and just, like, sit at home, then nobody would take him serious. No, I agree with you. I think that he really committed to the to, to what happened and to the cause that he wanted to fight for. And I think a big misunderstanding with him is he wasn't looking for this attention. When he no. first started the protest, it wasn't – he was just sitting on the bench quietly. And the only reason anyone noticed was I think a reporter tweeted a picture out. Mm-hmm. And of him sitting down. Yeah. And then they asked him about it, and then he explained – but well, his, his start off was like it wasn't like he'd been doing it for several games before anybody even noticed. But like, I think like people worked with him on what to say because like when he first started saying stuff, I was like, like I like what you're doing, but like you just all over the place with what you're saying. But that's okay. I mean, I think that we don't give people enough credit for 
you know, refining their arguments and being able to express themselves. Yeah. Right. So I, I wouldn't totally I wouldn't totally um, get down on him for that, because I think that it's obviously you need to have a clear explanation and a clear like motivation for what you're wanting to do. But the fact that in his head he knew it, he just wasn't able to verbalize yeah. it very Once well. he was able to like point out the stuff and like he, he was saying good stuff. It was just like he would go back and forth on some things and then but like once he started saying how he truly felt, yeah. I was all in and I was like looking for Kaepernick jerseys. I I mean, I agree with you. I'm more I'm really curious about his like political awakening mm-hmm. and, and what really transpired. And he's been really you know, he hasn't done an actual lot of press. He's only done like a handful of interviews and he's kept them really short. Um, I, I don't want like people to look at this and be like, he should get into politics. Oh, God, no. Like, you don't need to be in politics to speak on issues. Like, people... I, I think it would be worse if he was in politics. Yeah. He's trying to affect the system from the outside. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you guys very much for hanging out. I really appreciate it. I'm actually going to be on vacation for the next two weeks. TBD, who's going to take over the Friday slot, uh, might be Evan, might be Steven in their new show. Welcome to the Even Steven Podcast with your hosts, Evan Thorpe and Steven Ruiz. All right. We'll see. It'll be a surprise. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.